It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome to Beyond the Building in our second week of January, our second week of 2022. Uh, We are so excited as we have called this month-long series uh, new, just new. Because God is doing so many new things. The calendar is new. Our journals are new. You know, we can look around and we can see all of the new that we're walking in. And we are so excited about what God's doing here in this season. One of the things uh, that I personally can't stop thinking about, Deb, when I think about the concept of new is that when something new is going to roll around and I hear God say to me, just like the Bible says, um, I'm going to do a new thing. Like new is coming, right? I've got something new for you. I start jumping up and down and writing in my journal. What's the new? What's the new? And I get so excited. But man, I wonder if our listeners feel this way or you have experienced this too, Debbie, because so many times when God says or speaks, I'm doing something new, I have come to learn that there is going to be some stuff before the new that maybe I'm not really wanting to walk through. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How do we navigate the new when we find ourselves in a silent season? Now your mind could go one of two directions. I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, all right, God's telling me I have something new that's coming for you. Part of me goes, oh, what's the hard that I need to go through in order to be ready for the new? But the other part of me is almost like um, when I tell the dogs, you know, your dad's coming home and I'm actually thinking it's in an hour, but now they're at the door. Yes, right? and they're waiting yes. and wait, and they'll sit there for an hour because I said he's coming home. Yes, and I feel like that sometimes when God has something new for for me, and now I'm sitting at the door, yeah, and I am not hearing the garage door go up, right? Mm. I'm not hearing a car door slam. It's like God, are you doing anything? You told mm. me something new is coming, but at, but where did you go? It's mm. almost like a, a silent season mm. where we're, we're waiting where it's a moment where we aren't seeing what we thought would come to pass, at least in our time frame. And we're, we're asking God about it. Like, okay, I'm ready. And, yep. and I'm not hearing him. And it's like, gosh, is the new really coming? Or did he, was I not ready well enough? You mm. know, did he change his mind? But we're going to go, we have to go through part of this process of preparation for the new, it's just going to look differently probably than the way we think it will. Absolutely. You know, if you look in the word of God, which we just love the word of God, when you look into the word of God, very few people in the word immediately went into their new. God spoke, new was coming. They waited. They endured what they interpreted as silence before they had their breakthrough. I mean, Joseph, Gideon, Moses, David, we can take it to today. We are just like them. We experience moments of perceived silence as we wait for our new. When I think of of God uh, bringing new and me having to walk through a season of silence, honestly, every single time I feel like God has brought me into new, there has been a, a moment of silence before or months or years of silence. But when I was waiting for a child, you know, for a very, very long time, God had made me a promise. I knew it was coming. And yet there was a very long season of waiting. And I remember in that waiting time, constantly crying out to God, like, why, when? I didn't feel like I was hearing or seeing an answer come any time. 
And silence, I mean, how many times have we heard this? Silence can be deafening. It was hard to walk that season knowing there was a new coming and yet experiencing this pain as I was walking that journey. It can be very hard. It can also be very disheartening as you walk through those silent seasons. Laura, I think back of seasons of waiting, uh, it was praying for God to specifically answer prayers uh, regarding my kids. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he really spoke to me was through long seasons of winter. You know, Mm -hmm. when he used trees to really speak to me, he said, look at these trees. They have no, no leaves on them. He goes, is, is the tree dead? And uh, of course the answer is no, it's dormant. He says, well, what's happening right now in the tree? And of course you pull from your biology classes and all the work that's being done with the sap inside the tree and the roots going down Mm. deeper. And he said, it's the same thing in your life right now. I will be doing it. I am doing a new thing in the lives of your children. Um, You just can't see it Mm. just yet. It's below the surface. And frankly, while you're waiting for them, I'm doing something new in you. Amen. Your your roots are going down deeper. So in the outside, you know, I, it, I didn't feel like I could hear God clearly, uh, you know, as like other times in my life, or I, I didn't see him answering very specific prayers. When I look back on it now, those were some of the most important seasons of learning to trust Absolutely. and learning to be content versus striving in the seasons of waiting. Those are important lessons that, you know, you need them for your whole life. Your whole yes. walk with the Lord needs to have that trust component. But they came out of seasons where I was questioning, God, are you still doing anything? Yes. You know, and it's easy at that time to start playing. You know, the enemy starts playing with your mind. Look, there are no leaves on that tree. The tree is dead. Yes. There's no hope for it, right? You should yes. move Florida where there's always leaves on trees. It'll be better <laughs> down there. And God just kept saying, do not listen to the lies. Mm. You know, hold on to what's true and, and, Keep your guard up. Mm, I love, well, I love that because of the truth behind it, Debbie, because seasons of silence as we wait uh, for what is ahead of us, it's the very season that silent season wants to get us off track for what God has ahead of us. Um, It's interesting that God allows us to go through a waiting season in order to bring us into our promise. And yet sometimes that waiting season that we go through can actually be the very thing that wants us to keep us from the promise that God has ahead of us. Yeah, there are two specific reasons in scripture, um, seasons, rather seasons in scripture, where God's people had to wait in silence for 400 years. I'm going, wow, I don't have 400 years to wait. But that's they, a long you know, time. That's, that's a, long a long time. time. They probably said the same thing. Well, 400 years of waiting, if you think about it, God's people were in Egypt that long. They were in slavery and God was silent. In fact, there were a lot of loud voices that mm. worshiped other gods while they were in Egypt. There were no prophetic voices, you know, speaking up to God's people. It was hard. It was a hard, long time, 400 years. And that's, that's your, how many generations you know, going yes. through that of not listening. So, so many times our faith is encouraged because one generation speaks to the next. But if you have a generation that says, well, I called out to God and he didn't do anything. A couple generations in, you, how do you have hope you yes. know, through that? But God continued to have a plan to bring them through. Absolutely. And then there were 400 years, Deb, between the New and the Old Testament. I just, I love numbers in the Bible, 400 years in Egypt and 400 years between the New and the Old Testaments. 
Uh, and people call that 400 years between testaments the silent season for God's mm -hmm. people. And the reason that gets that reference is we don't we don't hear a prophetic voice. We don't hear specific words written down from God to his people. Um, they were used to hearing from God. Now, I have to say, a lot of times they didn't like what he had to say. No, right. No. When there was a when there was a word like if you do this, then X is going to happen. They didn't want to hear God's voice. But I wonder when they got to the place where it was silent, you know, wow, how did that feel? Um, but God was going to use this time of perceived silence to prepare his people for their next. When God is taking us to our next, whatever it looks like, we want him to keep talking. You know, I right. think that's I think that's the reality. We don't want God to be quiet on our path. We want him to talk to us about the things that we want him to talk to us about. I was on my way uh, someplace with friends recently, and I had my GPS plugged in. The girls were talking in the car. I was listening to what they were saying, focusing on the road. It was raining, and I realized halfway down the highway that um, my GPS had no sound, had no volume. And so I'm trying to focus on the road outside and look at the GPS. And Debbie, I I was like thinking, this is a really hard way to navigate a road. Right. Because you, you have to kind of look down to see it. You can't hear direction anymore. There is something about having a voice to give you direction on a GPS uh, that just gives us a, a little bit of confidence in what we're doing. And so can you imagine God's people uh, going through all these challenges and not hearing uh, answers to the things that they're asking as they navigate their way through this 400-year season? I can tell you that would be very stressful. Yes, for it was. Me. Absolutely. You almost want to tell everybody, no talking, no right, talking. Right, right. You know? And in a car full of women, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> you can ask them to stop talking and they'll start asking you questions about why they can't talk. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want that silence when we're trying to navigate into a new place, into something new. We I almost want somebody to sit down with me and map it mm. out. I'm structured. I am a structured bird and I just mm. like that step-by-step Tell me in 300 feet and 200 feet. Mm, yes. Then, yes. Turn now. Turn right now. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, it's that verbal assurance that, yes, you're on the right path, but God doesn't always work that way. I mean, yep. He does tell you he's a lamp into your feet and he does give us his word. He gives us his word to tell us which way to go, but those specific instructions Debbie, today mm -hmm. at 10 o'clock, this is where I want you to be. I, I can't find that between Genesis and Revelation. Mm. You know, it's learning to recognize when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. But that must have been so hard for them, 400 years. Mm. You know, we probably feel like that same scary yet frustrating time when it's quiet, when we're waiting on God to answer, when, especially when you believe that He's promised you something. You know, there's been an encouragement about something that's coming and you're waiting mm -hmm. and you're not seeing him do anything. You don't feel like you're hearing from him. It's not easy. And I think God's people in those seasons start to feel very hopeless. And when mm. you're not, when you're losing hope and when you're not hearing him speak to you as clearly or in a way that you would recognize, right? He's always doing something, but you may not recognize it at the time. It's really tempting to just give up. In the yep. quiet, in that quiet place, do you start to hear a voice that tells you 
he's forgotten you or he's mm-hmm. not speaking to you anymore. You're not important enough. He's speaking over here. And it's really annoying. You go to church and you have somebody close by who goes, isn't it amazing how God is moving and speaking? Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, no, mm-hmm. no, like that's not happening right now for me. Yep. So these, um, where do we, where do we go and put our, our attention and our trust in the middle of that? He's saying, don't give up. Don't yep. give up. It's like, is my hope in God or is it in what we want to see God do? Yep. Now, yep. can I trust him and keep walking in the silence as hard as that feels? Yep. That's right. What um, the people in between the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, between the Old and the New Testaments, what they couldn't see was that God was moving on their behalf in unseen places. And the 400 years were necessary. They had to happen because there was work being done that was in order to prepare God's people for their next. And I think that's something that when we can't see it, we don't believe it's happening. But we can look back on this story And I love history. I know you do too. I love biblical history, especially in those 400 years that God's people uh, lived through this season of silence. God was orchestrating historical events. He was removing kings and putting kings in place. The Persian people or the Persian king was the, the main king at that time. The Greeks had to come in. Then eventually God's people became independent for a short season. And then Rome came in and became the one who they had to serve. Well, what we know about Rome, when you look at this from a historical context, Rome's, one of their big, big strategies and their big, big strengths was building roads, getting structure, infrastructure built between cities so that they could have greater communication. Well, look at how when the gospel came, God's people were now under Rome. Rome had the cities built, the roads in between them. So when the word came and it was time for the truth of the word to go out, the roads were in place. The disciples, the apostles could go out and get the job done and tell people the Messiah had come, that there was a, a way to be saved and, and not have to, you know, go through all the stuff they had gone through in the past. So if there hadn't been that 400 years of silence, I mean, can you imagine if the end of Malachi happens and the very next day the Messiah comes on the scene? The the world wasn't prepared for the Messiah. The people weren't prepared for the Messiah. God had preparations that needed to take place historically that God's people could not understand or appreciate in the moment that they were in in that season. God is always orchestrating events in our seemingly quiet seasons for what he has for us next. And he's not going to jump ahead of his plan. That's right. Because we're unhappy that it's not rolling with our timeline. Yeah. So if you are in a silent season right now, you are, you know, you know what, Deb, Laura, I am waiting for that new. Remember the, what we just said, it's a season. It's a silent season, but it's a season. It's not your forever position. So don't give up hope at that moment. You know, if you feel like you've been forgotten or um, passed over, especially when you're surrounded by people who, oh, they're just hearing God and God is opening doors left and right. Don't let the enemy whisper in your ear the whole comparison game. He, you know, you don't, you don't matter. You don't, you're not enough. You know, God has forgotten you. He's picked over, picked somebody else instead of you. Mm. Uh, that's not true. That's not true. You are, you are never outside of his view. Mm. He has a specific plan 
for you. And it says in, you know, the Old Testament where he has a plan for you to prosper, you not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. Amen. That word plan actually translates a detailed plan, like almost like a, an architectural plan mm. for a house. It's specific to you. And there's a timing. There's a timing that goes with each part of how he's putting it together, the the relationships and the behind the scene things in preparation for you. So you're not forgotten. And it does just because he's not speaking as clearly or loudly uh, in your life as other times, and you don't see him opening or shutting doors as clearly, it doesn't mean that he's not moving. Amen. Because the truth is, like he is speaking, he is moving, and he has not forgotten you. That's and right. the enemy would want us to think that silence means it's over, right? Mm -hmm. That he's done with us. But God uses the silent times purposefully. And actually, if we look at silent seasons, silent seasons in our life are evidence that God is doing something new. So we can look at a silent season and it should be giving us hope, right? We should look at silent seasons and saying, wow, I'm walking through a silent season. This is not where I thought I was going to be. God must just be getting started and doing some big work behind the scenes. I am not forgotten. And this silent season is evidence that my God has a plan. And even the seasons, right, that are silent, they show us that new is coming after we experience that weight in that moment. You know, I think it, when you're feeling like things are quiet, there's some important truths that you need to hold on to it. It's like the, the hope uh, that's an anchor for our soul. What are the mm. truths that we hold on to that maintain our position of our faith? in the midst of the times where things just don't seem to be uh, moving any direction. And one of the truths is that God is never, um, ha he never has his eye off of you. His eye is always Amen. on you. Amen. He is always moving on your behalf. He is always Lord. He is always in control. Amen. Right. And so these things that, that are truths, if we don't hold on to them and we start holding on to our own opinions, right? Or comments from other people. Uh, then we find ourselves getting off track. Remember it says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own opinions, right? Your yeah. own, your perception of things. Um, our perceptions can be very off. And so when we're in the middle of that quiet time, it's very easy. That silent time, it's very easy in those seasons of transition to get distracted. And we're not listening to that still small voice. We're looking for a loud voice and that's not the way he speaks. And so sometimes he is actually, he is actually speaking, but he's so quiet and we're so distracted. We're missing it. Mm. We're not actually, our eyes are not open to what God is doing because our, our view is kind of scrambled. We're looking all over the place, almost in a frantic way, Laura, mm. like we're trying to see what is happening. And if we would just slow down right? Mm. Be still, see striving and know that mm. he's God. You'll find yourself just settle down. Mm. And in those little times where he does give glimmers of what he's doing, you don't miss it then. Mm. You know, there's just so much to that, Debbie, because moments where there's silence come with promise. Like how many times in the word of God does Jesus say, I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never right. forsake you. And I'm just thinking about relationships in my life, whether, it, you know, with my dad uh, when I was a kid or with Dan now or even with a child or, or a friend. Um, you don't have to 
always be hearing from the other person all the time, but there's just something about being in somebody's presence. Right. And so even in these moments where we might not hear the way we want to hear, we can just rest in the fact that he's always with us. He hasn't left us. And he's faithful if he promised he's bringing something new, then he's going to bring it to pass because it's just who he is. But the part of that that's tricky is it's in his timing, mm-hmm. right? We it's we would we we believe those promises and we would like to believe that they happen as soon as we want them to happen. How how is your belief when you're waiting? Yep. You know, there's a key there. We want all things new, but we, and we want his new, but we want it yesterday yes yes (laughs) but his new may it usually requires a time of trusting and believing when you're not seeing things happen you know when you're not hearing constant instruction from the lord and he's just saying will you trust me regardless yes god i I, i'm learning how to trust you Mm. even though i'm not seeing it's like hebrews Mm. 11 1 faith is not based on what you see Mm-hmm. right it's based on who he is and mm-hmm. and so i'm gonna i'm choosing to wait actively wait doesn't mean i sit home and do nothing while yeah. god is working i'm i'm being obedient in the what he's asking me to do today yeah while i'm waiting i'm learning to be content even though i don't see his promise fully come to fruition just yet yep you know i'm gonna rest while you're moving i'm gonna trust you even when i can't see or I can't hear knowing man that his timing, he has, he sees how things need to coordinate so far better than we do. We don't see all the pieces. Amen. And you know what? We want the right time, right? We want his timing. We want the right time. We don't want to jump ahead and get into our time. Uh, The Bible says in Acts 17, 26, probably one of my top 10,000 verses that God determines our times. God determines and appoints where we live and and he is the one who orchestrates it all. And Mm -hmm. when we look at that and we say, okay, if God is orchestrating it all, then I'm going to trust his timing because these moments that I'm living right now, whether it's the moment I wanted or the moment I'm waiting for, it's purposeful. He orchestrates all of our steps and I will follow the great orchestrator as he is designing this, this story from my life. Even Uh, where there seems to be silence in all of our moments. There's an intentional purpose behind these silent seasons. And when we submit in these moments, he's really preparing our hearts for what is next, what is ahead. I think, Deb, it all comes down to knowing the truth and holding on to it, Mm -hmm. right? If he knows the time and the places and the moments that he has for us to live, then we can hold on and we can know that we have a reason for hope in spite of what we're experiencing. And we are never forgotten regardless of how silent it might feel that's right that's right i think let's go back to this christmas story right in galatians 4 4 it said like when the time when the right time came god sent his son born of a woman subject to the law that you know that christmas story was coming at the end of those 400 years Mm. of silence and it took all that time for things to be prepared you know the right mary right Mm, the right joseph mm -hmm the right shepherds on the right hill all of that had to come to pass at the right time and when the time came god sent his son into the world the you know in the very first word it says you know the jesus is the word right the word became flesh and dwelt among us at the right time amen like 
God sent his son to be the word, the word. Don't you love that? Like after 400 years, God sent the word. And this was the first word they had heard in a very long time and what a word it was. And I have to wonder, I think this is also something that happens in our stories. When that word came and people started to experience the life that came in the word, did the pain of the 400 years fade away? You know, there is something uh, about when God fulfills the promise that he's made for you. You're grateful for what you learned in the, the silent season. The joy overtakes the pain that you've lived out. And so God's right. people were experiencing the word at the end of their silent season. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, as you're listening today, are you in a waiting season right now? Are you going, gosh, this is spot on. This is spot on, almost like you're dreading another turn of the calendar. And how long am I going to have to wait this time? Let me encourage you. He has his eye on you. You know, he knows every detail about everything you're feeling, everything you're thinking, everything you're experiencing, all of it. There's not anything that's hidden to God. And he knows that you are struggling with the weight, but he has a much he has a much grander perspective of this moment of waiting right now, the season of waiting. He sees this moment in light of all eternity. And there are, there are uh, truths and there are experiences that he is developing in you, especially as you cooperate with them, that will prepare you for the new that he has. Amen. And if you rush it and if you resist it, if you fight it, you'll, it'll be premature. Mm. You know, you won't be ready for what he has for you. It's like, um, you know, a, a training a, a sports team. They are not ready at preseason for the championship game. Mm -hmm. You know, there are, everybody wants to get to that championship game, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of practice in the meantime. And there's, there's an element of that, that God is working in our lives today. So I would love to speak to you if you are struggling with feeling like you're waiting. Um, don't, don't be surprised if you feel like you're alone, but let me tell you, you're in good company. Mm -hmm. And if you will go, I keep going back to that blank sheet of paper. If you will just put your, uh, nothing on it, right. Kind of like a blank canvas and sign your name at the bottom and say, God, I am letting go of expectations of the things that I'm waiting for. And whatever mm -hmm. you put on this paper for today, I'm trusting you in that. Amen. Amen. I'm going to release that to you. Uh, you'll find that he does speak. He does give you what you need one day at a time to help you be patient and hang in there. Amen. You know, so you're not alone. If you're feeling like you are, you're not alone. Um, and it is the more you surrender to him in the weight, mm -hmm. the more he's going to, he's going to encourage you. He's going to give you everything you need to be able to not give up hope because your hope is not based on what you're seeing. Your hope is based on him. Amen. His promises, right? Knowing that you're not forgotten, knowing that he is faithful and what he has promised, he will see you through it. Amen. So you're not alone and it's a season. It's not forever. There is an end to it. And then you'll enjoy a time of a lot of like hearing from the Lord and open doors. And, and then guess what happens again? God has another season coming mm -hmm, prior to mm -hmm. a new and and the, the plan is that you learn a lot in this season of waiting that it prepares you to wait better in yep. the next season of yep. waiting amen amen so many good things laura well you know what speaking of some new things um our listeners have to wait until next <laughs> monday when we air uh one of our guest speakers 
Yes. You know, I'm so excited. We have two more guests. We have two guest speakers coming up to finish out uh, January. And actually, we're doing a new thing in the month of January, has five weeks. And we have made a decision. One of the things about adding a fifth week, it provides an opportunity for you and I to look back over our year and a half of podcasts. At this point, uh, we are around 50,000 downloads, which is mind-blowing for for the two of us. We're just kind of blown away at what God's done. So we are praying about what podcast from the past does God want us to revisit? Because yes. just because it's from the past doesn't mean it's not relevant today. And that's right. God has put that new idea on our heart that some of our listeners have missed some of the early podcasts. And so that'll be a new thing that we're looking forward to at the end of January. Lots of good stuff going on. Lots of good stuff going on. So thank you for listening today at Beyond the Building with Laura and myself. And uh, we pray for you. We love you. If there's a way that we can encourage you, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Um, And until next week, uh, be blessed in your waiting. We love you guys. That's right. God bless you. Take care. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.